You have tuned into the microphone. What's up, everybody? This is episode number 002 of the Microphone Podcast. Today's topics are about memories from elementary school and some random topics from current day. Enjoy. Good morning, class. How's everybody doing? Thanks for tuning in once again for the second episode. Um, right now it's about nine in the morning on Sunday in Buffalo, New York, or Amherst, or Clarence, or Tonawanda, wherever you are. And it's about 74 degrees right now. It's supposed to be a high of 83 or so. And then tomorrow, a chance of snow. Not really, but would that surprise anyone in Western New York? Probably not, because that's how our weather is. It's up and down and kind of ridiculous. Maybe throughout the whole year. You could be in the middle of a season and think you're in the thick of it, and then all of a sudden it's 65 degrees on January 10th. So you never know. But I started this podcast by saying welcome class, because I have some stories, once again, from school. And I like to think that I have a, uh, a really good memory and there's always times where stories pop into my head. So we can just start with kindergarten. Real quick, I just wanted to mention that I passed all these uh, learning activities that were color-coded, like blue, yellow, green, and it just kept escalating to the highest level of, of red or whatever it may be. And it got to the point where they got to the a certain color, and I passed it. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the next one. And they're like, um there aren't any more left and you still have half of the kindergarten year to go. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, let my mom and dad know that I'm a genius and I'm all set here. Kindergarten was only half a day back then. Nowadays, it's, it's, a, it's a full day depending on where you're from, uh, which, is, which is pretty wild, but I, I'm all for it. So that's a high note, kindergarten, them realizing that we have a genius on our hands. And then first grade, I did something that would probably make someone think the complete opposite. Um, And then some. So I remember there was just like free time, you know, play activity, play with the, the wooden kitchen set and some toys. And we're just playing around and Um, I don't know if people were like wrestling or what, but I remember there was a girl there and I, I I don't know why I did this. I plugged her nose, like joking around, like, oh, got you. And then I, I think I slapped her in the back of the head. And then all of a sudden I look and she's got a bloody nose. And then I go to my teacher and she's like, why would you do this? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm bawling my eyes out because of what I've done. And I think nothing happened after that. I don't know if they told my parents. I don't know if they told her parents. But there weren't any other repercussions after that. Never heard anything about it. I think if that happened nowadays, um, you'd probably be told, um, I think we're going to take you out of school and into something else because you obviously have some sort of issue. But, um, you know, maybe back then in the mid-80s, it was the term boys will be boys. So maybe it was that. 
But uh, Carrie, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I hope I'm not bringing any. You probably don't remember. So why I brought it up, I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, all this stuff is so people can kind of get to know who I am. I mean, that doesn't define my childhood whatsoever because I have some other funny stories that I'm going to get to now. So I remember in third grade, uh, and I don't think they would do this nowadays. I'm not sure if they do. Third grade, they had a, uh, a all boys sleepover at school. So every single boy in third grade uh, would do a sleepover and we'd all bring our sleeping bags in the gym and they'd roll out those big TVs and um, we'd watch movies. I think we had popcorn. Um, I remember my friend Todd was doing handspring flips down the hallway. I'm like, this is insane. I can't believe we're in here. We're in the girls' bathroom. This is this is complete chaos, but we thought we were so cool and it was pretty cool. Uh, we all loved doing that. And I think it was... Uh, it was it was exciting to like kind of hang out in the school at night, but I do remember sleeping and everyone's sleeping. All the TVs are off, and the only light you could see were um, lights that were uh, right above the door, uh, going to the bathroom right from the gym. I remember a kid getting up, and he must have been sick, and he's like waddling. So I'm, all I can see in the distance is his silhouette against this bathroom light, and he's walking across the gym. He's stepping over people, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I see him puke, and I'm like, this kid is sick, and he keeps walking, and I'm still looking at his silhouette, and he slips on it and falls to the ground, and I'm like, wow, I'm going back to sleep. They brought out that uh, orange powder powdered it up i think they had to turn the lights back on and it was a it was a whole thing but i don't know why i remember that but i do there was a funny story uh fourth grade and i sat in the back row um my friend keith sat next to me and i snuck in uh some swedish fish and you're not supposed to have food or beverage in class especially in fourth grade so i'm eating candy at my desk and i'm hoping my teacher doesn't see me and I'm eating Swedish fish, and then all of a sudden my teacher's like, uh, Mr. Weber, I'm like, yeah? And he's like, what are you eating? And I'm freaking out because I'm 10 years old, and so I'm getting all hot, and I'm all nervous, and I'm like, um, just chewing on my tongue. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm just chewing on my tongue. I'm not eating anything. That's the only thing I could think of. I don't know why I said that. And so I'm like, there's no way he's going to believe me. He's going to come back here and look at my desk. And my boy Keith, right next to me, just interjects and says, no, yeah, um, he, Micah does that from time to time. He chews on his tongue. He does that all the time. And I'm like, yes. And then my teacher's like, okay. And then the teacher just moved on to the next subject. But I always remembered uh, Keith having my back when I was eating Swedish fish. The back row of Mr. Mesmer's class in fourth grade. Was it fourth grade? Yeah, fourth grade. Does anyone remember, you know, we had chalkboards and erasers, classic chalk. And there would be times where a teacher would tell someone, and uh, it was me at this point, to go clean the erasers. So you had to walk down the hall, go in this little, like, janitor closet, shut the door, and pretty much had to use an industrial sand belt to clean these erasers and get all the chalk off them. It was so loud. And I'm in there and I turn this thing on and I can't hear anything because this thing is so loud. 
I don't think they would allow that nowadays because if my shirt got caught or anything got caught, it'd be a disaster. But that was kind of crazy now that I think about it. We're in this room. There's just machinery going on. There's chalk dust everywhere. I'm just breathing it in. And usually I would just go in there and just slap a couple erasers together and be like, yep, all set. These are clean. So this all brings me to my sixth grade class, which was a doozy. There was a safety patrol. I'm sure they... I think they probably still have it in schools now. But safety patrol was you wear a uh, fluorescent uh, sachet in a belt, if you will. And you'd kind of monitor the other kids and you kind of had a, a higher authority. You would man the doors. You would walk the perimeter of the school before school started. And then when the bell rang and everyone was allowed into school, you'd open the doors and make sure everyone was being quiet in an orderly fashion. So I thought I was super cool being a safety patrol. And now I'm going to tell you how I got kicked out of safety patrol. So my teacher, uh, Mr. Steele, was a old school type of teacher you know he was one of the few teachers that would teach us um about monthly bills we had uh we had fake money um but yeah we had like fake money and he would teach us kind of you know when you grow up you're gonna have monthly bills and we're like what okay so we're trying to pay our rent and we're paying for heat and water like you know all these like scenarios and trying to uh see what it's like when we grow up but there was one time where uh, myself and my friend Luke, we were at my house and we were watching, uh, we were watching the Pistol, a basketball movie about Pistol Pete Maravich. But we decided to look up my teacher's phone number and call his house. And apparently. I just hit my hand on the table. Apparently we, um, well, not apparently, but I was a part of uh, the Lego club, which would meet at night, like 6 p.m. or I think, yeah, 6 p.m. at the school at nighttime and do Lego club. And there was like a, uh, like a more technical club, I think with, um, you know, making like remote control cars and robots and such but we called his house his wife answers and we thought this would be hilarious and i go is jim there and his wife's like excuse me i go yeah jim is jim there and then i cover up the phone the old rotary phone and and i'm laughing uh with my friend and then my teacher gets on the phone, and I'm like, oh, I'm just calling to see if there's Lego Club tonight. And he's like, no, there's no Lego Club tonight. And then, uh, okay, bye. So I'm like, bye, Jim. And then we hang up. Lo and behold, three minutes later, he calls back and talks to my mom, I think, my mom or my dad. And I'm listening on the other line because you can listen to phone calls back in the day. And I'm just listening, and he is very upset. And then the next time I go to school, I find out that I am no longer allowed to be in safety patrol. And I was also kicked off the computer cleanup club, which is just, I don't know, a club that teachers made up so that, you know, you clean up the, 
the computer room after everyone was done in there and I was no longer to be a part of that either, which was which was fine. I didn't need to clean anything. I don't know. Some of these stories sound like I was a troublemaker, but I really wasn't. I was a good kid. I always had good grades. So, But there was a time where that same teacher was kind of not yelling at everyone, but just had the class together and like just teaching us a lesson. Like someone had done something wrong and he was making sure that everybody knew what went wrong and was telling, you know, giving people a lesson about life, I think. You know, he was super old school. And there was a, it was a hot summer, not a summer day, but it was a hot uh, day probably in like May or June towards the end of the school year. And there was a fan at the front of the class, you know, an oscillating fan, the stand-up oscillating fan that was just going back and forth because everyone was hot. And um, I'm sitting by the fan and as he's reprimanding us about something, a very serious discussion, I'm following the fan as it goes back and forth with my head because I'm right in front of it. So I'm trying to get all the breeze I can. And I'm being a little silly and I probably shouldn't have done it. But next thing I know, the fan is airborne and going in my general direction. (laughs) And I don't remember if the fan actually hit me, but I know it slammed into my chair or desk or whatever I was near. And at that point, everyone was definitely dead silent. And I always bring that up when I'm talking about sixth grade. Growing up, there was a ton of, uh, you know, stories from school. One that just popped into my head. So I grew up loving skateboarding. I started skateboarding when I was maybe nine or ten. My older brother always skated as well. And I remember a time we were at my, um, my grandma's house out in Lafargeville, New York near Watertown and we were skateboarding and I was maybe 11 or so and we're skate we're just bombing hills and what what bombing hills are to people who don't know it's just basically just going down a hill as fast as you can on a skateboard and hoping that you just don't fall so I'm going down this hill I'm going so fast and this is on a skateboard in the 1990s so it wasn't the most technically advanced skateboard i think it was probably a i don't think it was a paul peralta board just yet i think it was a nash skateboard an older one maybe a veriflex for those who know anything about old school skateboarding wearing my vision streetwears so i'm going down this hill and my older brother's watching me he's way up the hill behind me and i'm going so fast and out of nowhere he yells car so I'm thinking there's a car behind me because obviously there's nothing in front of me. So I jump off the skateboard while well, I attempted to just step off it. And I literally flew like 20 feet, slam on the ground, slide another 20 feet. And I get up. Well, I didn't get up right away. I just stayed on the ground. And then my brother gets to me and I'm like, and I look back and there's no car. And he's like, I was, I was got you i'm like oh my god but i think i um i fractured my wrist and i remember laying on the side of the road in the grass while my brother went to a like a convenience store to buy i don't know ice or something from my wrist i don't know why we just didn't walk back to my grandma's house so i'm laying in the grass and i'm thinking okay people driving by me are probably probably think i'm dead i don't know why i thought that so every like 30 seconds to a minute i'd like 
move back and forth because I was laying on my back and I'm in the grass right by the road. Why I'm by the road, I don't know. Anything goes in the 90s. But uh, let's bring it back to uh, to current day. I noticed uh, something last night. I was watching uh, Showtime. I was watching the Deontay Wilder uh, defend his heavyweight championship uh, in boxing. And I usually don't watch boxing. I'm, I'm more of a mixed martial arts type of guy UFC you know Muay Thai Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that kind of stuff as soon as I turned on the channel the fight just happened to be starting and I'm like wow what timing I'll just I'll just see what happens if something happens Um, and this guy Dominic um, Brazil I think that's how you say his name is spelled all weird he is a heavyweight boxer and he's got this tattoo on his chest it's massive and i have a lot of respect for you know good tattoo artists but besides that he has this massive tattoo of a lion so when you think someone has a massive tattoo of a lion on your chest and you're a heavyweight boxer you're basically a killing machine with your fists you would think that the tattoo of a lion would be angry looking, maybe, you know, kind of intimidating. But I'm looking at this tattoo, and I'm actually going to look at it right now on my laptop. It is a really, I mean, it's a male lion. It's huge. It's got a huge mane on it. It's right on his chest. It's going to be what another boxer is going to be looking at. But this lion does not look aggressive. It's actually really cute. I'm a, and I said to my wife, I'm like, look at this lion tattoo. It's too cute to be on a chest of a heavyweight boxer about to brutally get his head beaten. The only thing missing from this tattoo is maybe a Disney logo. Maybe it's missing, I don't know, it kind of looks closer like the Chronicles of Narnia lion. Like, it doesn't look that aggressive like i don't know i mean i can't really speak too much on tattoos uh i have one that i I don't really like but i'm gonna be a heavyweight boxer and i'm putting a line on my chest i would think i'd make it look a little more mean so i'm watching the fight Uh, he gets knocked out in like minute two like brutally knocked out that was crazy I don't think I've seen one-punch knockouts instead of, you know, a a barrage of punches that eventually knock someone out. But I think Tyson used used to knock people like that. It was just like a straight shot, and the guy just fell to the ground, and he was knocked out. So I'm like, wow, glad I turned that on. People paying thousands of dollars to to go to the boxing fight, and they're ready for the main event. And then two minutes later... It's over. Time to leave. Okay. That's crazy. Everyone was talking about it, um, you know, on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, speaking of Facebook, there's a lot of people that do this. And if you're a friend of mine on Facebook and you do it, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about other people. Where people will do a vague Facebook status and know that they're making a vague Facebook status. And it's always sad. Uh, No one ever makes a vague Facebook status about something good. Uh, For example, someone could write, Welp, today's one of those days, dot, dot, dot. And everyone's like, what? What are you talking about? 
So then, I don't know what's worse. Those statuses or the people that comment with, you've got this. And <laughs> I don't know the words, the, the term you've got this is like so overused on Facebook that Facebook has recognized that text and made it an animated screen when when you type that, uh, you know, like when you write congrats or something like on an iPhone and there's some confetti that falls down. I think you've got this is also recognized, but you don't even know what you're talking about. And then, they'll, you know, people have statuses like, well, only this would happen to me. Looks like it's going to be an awful day. Dot, 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 dot. People are like, are you okay? What's going on? And then they'll just reply, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I don't want to talk about it. Do you? I think you do because you just posted about it. Or people say something like, what's going on? Oh, my God. And they'll be like, check your messages. So no one will ever know. Okay, so people want to win the lottery, right? There was a guy, I was at Wegmans, great grocery store. Um, Wish they were all over the country, but they're not. There was a guy that, I was at the customer service desk getting a uh, balloon for my lovely daughter. Probably a pink one. I overheard him ask the lady, and he's like, Hey, uh, what's the actual dollar amount of the of the lottery right now for the winnings? And so they went, you know, just point to the sign because usually it's it's right in front of everyone. But I'm thinking to myself, he's gotta ask what the total is, like it's gonna determine whether he buys a ticket or not. So like is his minimum 30 million if it's 20 million he's not gonna buy a ticket like if you're looking to win the lottery you just buy a ticket i mean i know a lot of people buy tickets more often when it gets really really high like 900 million dollars like mega millions but i don't know i think if you're even questioning it i think you probably just want to win regardless of what that amount is it's gonna be millions guy so just buy a ticket you might win. You probably won't. I don't know if you bought one or not. I don't care. I was just getting a balloon, and I left. I don't know. I guess if you, uh, you know, you win a lottery, you don't have to work ever again. You don't have to find something that will uh, make you tons of money. And there's some things that I think could probably make me money that I'm not even interested in, you know, completely, but I just happen to be good at it. And that's bowling. Could I be a pro bowler? Maybe. Do I bowl all the time? No. I've gone probably five times in the last few years. And then there was one time where I went bowling with some friends, and I'm just using a ball that they provide there. And I just started bowling strike after strike after strike. And I ended up getting a 279 score out of a perfect 300, which means I got a strike on every frame, uh, except for one where I got a nine and then picked up the spare. And I got 279, and I couldn't believe it. I, I'm like, could I be good at this? Because I don't really know the, you know the complete mechanics of it. If um, you know, you're doing the right angles, the right spin on the ball, I kind of just kept getting lucky, but I kind of just dialed in and found a rhythm. And then I remember a guy, uh, JR, he saw this and he gave me his bowling ball and he's like, here, 
this should be yours. And engraved on the ball was Iceman. So I've used Iceman a few times bowling, uh, especially with my friend John. And we actually made a bowling video called Strike XXX. And it's uh, an edited video. I think it's, uh, I don't know, 2007 or 8. But the whole video shows us just bowling all these different strikes. But the, the truth of that night was we bowled nine games in a row and, you know, edited together all the strikes. But it's a pretty sweet video. Maybe I'll uh, post a link um, on my Instagram and you guys can check that out. I went bowling again uh, just like maybe a couple months ago with my daughter and my wife. Um, it was a play date, so another mom and her kids. And I'm bowling really well. I got like seven strikes in a row in the one game. And I'm like, should I, should I be doing this? Am I going to be the happy Gilmore of bowling? Maybe. And then I started like catching bowling on TV and I'm like, I got better scores than these guys. Maybe I could do it. I might maybe take a few lessons and just see if I can keep bowling really well. I don't know. I'm not, I just think of it as fun. So I feel like no pressure when I'm doing it. I don't want to ruin that fun by you know, getting mad if I'm not doing well, but maybe if I just get a lesson, get another ball, like have it drilled, have the, the finger holes drilled. See, I don't put my thumb in the ball. I don't know. And then I just spin it and aim for a certain part and I just get strikes. I don't know. So maybe I'll be pro. Maybe. I'll keep everyone posted on how that goes. But uh, as of right now, I don't know where that ball is that... Iceman ball that I had uh, that was given to me uh, from JR. I think it's, um, I don't know where it is, but maybe I'll get a new one and maybe I'll engrave the words Iceman again. And Iceman returneth to the alley. Which, uh, which does remind me, there's a, there's a, I don't know, a semi-viral clip of this bowler. I think his name is Pete Weber. Same last name as me. No relation. Same skills. He wins the championship, I think, with his final his final frame, final shot. What is it called? A shot? You throw a shot? No, you don't throw a shot. You throw the ball. His final frame, he gets a strike. He um, He's so excited. And he's screaming out things. He's like, yeah. But then he says something that, it's so, it's so funny. It's so weird. He goes, who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people have made fun of this before, but every time I watch that, I think it's so funny. And he probably was just so excited, didn't really know what to say, but he was extremely ecstatic. <laughs> and I'll say it again. He's like, who do you think you are? And then he points at himself with his thumbs, like two thumbs, like this guy kind of thumbs. And he's like, who do you think you are? I am. You are? Okay. Yeah, you are you. And that's all there is to it. You don't have to tell me that. I think I might uh, just wrap this one up. Uh, thanks for tuning in for the second episode of The Microphone uh, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Microphone Podcast and on Facebook at Microphone Podcast on there as well. 
Thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode. I truly, truly appreciate it, especially people around the country, not just locally in Western New York. I can't wait to keep this thing going and I can't wait to start doing some interviews with people. It's going to be great. So thanks again for checking in. You have tuned in to the microphone.